Hello and welcome to this episode of the Slovenian Football Podcast. Um, yeah, plenty to talk about this time around. Um, see, we've had the transfer window closed, although free transfers are still permitted. Um, but the proper transfer window closed. Oh, sorry, as you should put it in, as you should put it in the proper parts of. Um, of, of Sky Sports News, the transfer window slammed shut. Um, it doesn't just close; it slams shut. You have to have the uh, hyperbole there, um, <laughs> otherwise, it's, otherwise it's just not not as fun. Um, and we've had a couple of uh, game weeks since the last episode. Obviously, the last time we talked specifically on um, Maribor's defeat to Cluj in the uh, Europa Conference League playoff um, and they're not doing too much better off but we'll start with the uh, transfer biggest transfers of the last week of the window because there have been quite a few big ones obviously the big headline outgoing um, was from Copair uh, Jamaican winger Kahim Paris moving to Dynamo Kiev um, for a fee transfer marked has it down as 900k um, so yeah the close to the million mark um, because I have it in GBP so I'm not quite sure how that translates into euros um, but it's pretty close to a million um, so that is obviously you know a huge transfer it is the biggest transfer in the history of the club um, is what they said I don't know exactly whether there's any extra deals on there usually when you're putting together a deal like that um, particularly if you're a small club, there is some sort of sell-on fee. Um, generally, from just a, a deal, having worked within deals perspective, um, that tends to be around 10 to 20%, um, depending on how much the sort of original fees and how the negotiations have gone, given that this is a million, pound, million euro fee-ish. I suspect probably you're talking about 10% sell-on there, um, assuming he you know, takes off. It is, as I say, certainly the biggest sale in the club's history, um, which would suggest it is above a million because they have had a couple around that level before. Um, now, coming in, they didn't have direct replacement for Paris coming in, but they did have still have someone quite impressive come in um, which was uh, Zigalashi now uh, Zigalashi previously um, was at Mura uh, moved from there maybe got two first team appearances um, in the Viva Liga before going to AEK Athens he's come to Capel on loan for the remainder of the season um, and you know, it's obviously a very highly rated centre back. You know, he has played plenty in in Greece. Um, he has eleven uh, Super League appearances within his time there. So you definitely have the experience at a higher level to bring you know some reassurance to the defence. The this obvious issue is that um, Paris is quite a big impact on the attack, um, and someone who there were growing in reliance upon um, and we'll see how that went for them uh, as we get to uh, talking about the past week of games as we go on now they're not the only 
Copa aren't the only ones who've had plenty going on. The second team to really mention is Bravo. Um, two big deals to mention there, um, both permanent deals uh, in, in this case. Um, firstly, uh, from Sully, Tomas Svetlin. Um, so his is a, a loan deal rather than a permanent deal. And the second uh, is uh, David Flakas-Bushin, who transfer market says is on loan, but I, uh, is loan with option to buy. Um, and I think that is quite a low option to buy. Um, so that's one that will likely be activated. Um, both Svetlin and Flakas Bastille are under 21 internationals. Flakas Bastille did, um, or both made an appearance yesterday uh, against Radonje. Um, Flakas Bastille got, had a couple of chances. Um, yes, mention that in a moment. Um, but both of them very imp impressive gets, really. Um, Svetlin was very decent at Serbia last season. Um, obviously was very decent at Domzal the season before that. Um, and I think his move is more based on Serbia having closed doors uh, in terms of what they brought in in their own business this summer, um, rather than necessarily a statement that his own individual qualities you know weren't enough for them um i think it's, it's just cellier are very have a very very strong squad on paper um and he will bring something to the bravo midfield that they don't currently have uh, there's absolutely no doubt about that um you know when you look at that that central midfield um you know svetlin probably is the most accomplished within it um you know they have a lot of sort of strength in width in terms of Kramerich, Sarinich, um, but in, in the midfield it was really Semen Sana um, was the out and out style with Vlaks Kitovic and Tudin as um, slightly more defensive options. Svetlin gives them an extra attacking option but I think more than anything gives them an extra box to box option. When it comes to Vlaks Basile, um, his move Hmm. the best way to say this <laughs> um, his move to Verona felt premature um, you know, certainly was a promising player and showed plenty at Alumni but not necessarily plenty in volume at Alumni um, you know, we're talking about uh, a player there who had around 60 first team appearances for Alumni uh, and scored eight times, sorry, nine times, which isn't a great return. Um, now, his Primavera record last season uh, for Verona was a bit more impressive 11 goals and four assists in 32, but that's still youth level. And if you want to talk about how um, people with decent youth levels in Italian football have done coming to Slovenia, then you would look at Laminetai, who was at Olympia and didn't make any impact whatsoever. Um, you know, Black Spaceal's record isn't that massively different from his. So it's an interesting one, I think particularly when you consider that Bravo had had firepower issues. Um, it's one which 
gives them an extra option and gives them a more physical option up front than they've got at the moment. Um, if he's able to exert that and come on, then it's a very good deal. But uh, it's one of those where you say it's a good deal with a bit of question, with a slight question mark over it at this point. Now, um, the other deals just to uh, touch upon, uh, obviously Olympia let quite a few players go, the most significant of which was Nietzsche Wittmar and the goalkeeper. Um, but they're hardly doing badly this season, so I think we'll um, trust Albert Riera's decision-making on that one. Um, we also had the confirmation of Ishak Kiori Rafuse uh, move from Nigeria to Maribor. He was originally announced at the start of August, but um, FIFA registration reasons meant that um, it wasn't actually confirmed until uh, late last week. Um, that Having watched plenty of tape on him, um, it is a very interesting looking get. Um, I think you know you talk about the, that right side of Maribor was the side that looked weakest, um, particularly since obviously they sold Nunes Gal to uh, Budaglint, and he looks like he could be a very good replacement for him. Um, the other one to other move to touch upon. Um, is that of Bartol Barisic. Now, Bartol Barisic um, has moved on loan to Donzal, um, which was quite interesting because he was originally loaned to Eastra uh, to get high NL experience, and then he's uh, you know had three uh, three appearances for them, and then has immediately had that loan cancelled and shifted onto Donzal, which he suggests that maybe from a perspective of leading line high and L certainly wasn't ready for that um, which places a bit of a question mark over how he um, will do in Sofia you know it is a slightly lower level it's not a massively lower level um, you know I always like to say for um, the people they get is sort of that step between uh, the second and first tiers in Croatia um, and if you're Barisic and not really making the grade at Istra, who are very the very definition of the gatekeepers between the top and second tier of Croatian football, then are you yet at that level where playing in the Premier League is going to suit you? Um, we will see as this season goes on. Barisic is certainly massively highly rated at Dinamo absolutely no doubt about that um, you know for the seconds last season he did have a, a very decent scoring record of what was what is seen in football you know 10 goals in 24 games is nothing to be sniffed at um, and for him to he needs to replicate that really at Domzal um, sort of be scoring a goal every other game you know you, you give him a moment to settle in but you have to have that sort of expectation that he's going to do quite a bit. Saranich has um, impressed in fits and starts at um, Bravo. Obviously, if you're looking at Dinamo strikers moving to uh, Slovenia, then you would look at Rocco Bakuna uh, at his time at Bravo when he absolutely tore the league up. Um, that's the bar you have to set for him. And I think it's a particularly impressive move 
it's a particularly challenging move for him, sorry, because at Domzal you have Ivan Durov, who has started the season very well indeed. Um, so he moved from Orient um, over the summer, but you know, he scored uh, three and seven with an assist in there as well. And he's taken to this level like a duck to water. You've got, um, okay, some point that's more of a second striker as things have developed, but Arnold Yakupovic, who you know, we have known over the years, is a very good striker at this level. Um, and, you know, really one of the first names on the team sheet for the club. So Barisic has a challenge to, two challenges really, to establish himself uh, within the side when you have you know, one very uh, established attacker and one um, very informed attacker. Uh, and if he doesn't make the grade this season, then you would ask, well, okay, you know, is he really the um, potential future ace that Dinamo thought he was? So, yeah, you don't want to make decisions on young players at, at such an early stage, but very much this is the make or break loan for him this time around. Now, obviously we'll talk about the games that we've had this past weekend. It seemed to me um, on week eight of the Piva Liga that we hadn't really had any smashing goals yet. Uh, fortunately, two players decided to change that um, perception this week. Um, specifically, uh, Mikko Mugtavcic of Danzal and Estes Oclair of Rodomini. So we'll start, we'll go through the week and backwards, um, because why not? Um, which means we will start with the Monday game, which was Rodomini against Bravo. Um, Bravo very much on top for most of that game, uh, with Rodomini only really coming into it once they went behind, showing um, plenty of resolve. I think Rodomini uh, will probably feel a little bit lucky to get away with a point from that. Um, if you go and take a look at the stats, then, oh, we could look at the highlights, really, um, then I, I don't think there's much doubt that um, the that Bravo were the better of the two teams, you know, just based on, if you're looking at shots on target, it was 7-4 in Bravo's favour. Um, so even though possession was fairly equal, certainly the more in effective intent was from Bravo. Um, Vlakis Basile, who mentioned, touched on it earlier, did miss a, a chance to make it two, um, which was a pretty decent chance. It came to him um, as a, a header in the box, and it was quite, the just wasn't enough power generated um, from it to really um, have much chance of scoring. That's sort of a thing where you are going to this club to develop, um, is to be able to turn that chance from um, just a very decent XG chance to a G. Um, but then Rodomi equalised late through Esther Sockler with an outstanding finish. Um, the ball comes in from the right and it is not a, an overhead kick, it is more the Negrete um, side with scissors kick, um, but either way absolutely unstoppable. <laughs> the defending maybe wasn't the best on it, which isn't something you'd normally say uh, about Bravo's defending, uh, in so much as they were caught a wee bit static, um, but I mean, the, the finish itself, well worth seeking out, absolutely exquisite. 
uh, goal from Suckler. And it's nice to see him. He's one player who's been on the brink of finding that extra level to become a really good Premier League striker. You know, he has the instinct. He just hasn't necessarily had the end product. And if he, that's the sort of goal that should give you confidence because you're turning in a chance that wasn't. That was it. Wasn't a good chance. You know the position his body was in. You know there's no way you should be scoring that. Well, you know he's just pulled a, a finish out of the top draw there, and that is the sort of thing that should fire fire any player on um, to make a better impact going forward into future games. Moving back, I don't. We go to Olympia Domzal. This was a ridiculous game. Um, finishing 3-2 to Olympia, but that hardly tells the whole story. Domzal went two up. Um, the first goal, as we mentioned earlier, from Miko Mitavcic, uh, is headed clear quite well. Uh, comes to Mitavcic 30 yards out, takes a touch, and then on the volley from 25 yards uh, into the top corner. It is one of those goals where you look at it um, initially and you think, okay, maybe the goalkeeper shouldn't be beating it beating at his near post um, the way that it actually the way that it happened and then you see the replays and you think oh no 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 that is actually just absolutely unstoppable um, and yes <laughs> absolutely nothing that could have been done about that um, then you have Dudoff uh, score the second uh, to put Olympia really going in at the half well um, behind and you know, in, 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 in a lot of trouble. Now, to be fair, Olympia weren't out of the game in terms of how it was proceeding. Uh, and yeah, then you have a double from Nukic, uh, who you know has just really become an, an iconic player for the club in his, uh, in his reasonably short time there. Um, he's just got this knack of scoring it at the right time um, and it's a very handy knack to have um, and then you have um, the winner uh, coming with 20 minutes ago from Rui Pedro um, again he's a Nukic shot blocked and comes to Pedro who's completely the right angle and just back heels it in um, which is again a bit of a ridiculous goal um, and really really very good uh inventiveness uh, from the Portuguese man there. Um, yeah, but I mean, Olympia are absolutely firing all cylinders. That is eight wins from eight games. See, five goals so far this season for Nukic. Um, and this was certainly the most that their chin's been tested this season. There's no um, no question about that. Um, you know, Rudolme had scored the first goal past them last week, but I mean that was a 95th minute penalty, um, and a pretty silly one to give away at that. Um, you know, this that was the first game really where their character has been pushed to the limit, um, and they rebounded. And we saw in the post-match uh, interviews, Riera's giving his interview, and then the team come in and mob him um, and celebrate there. So. You know, there's clearly something going very right in the locker room there at the minute. And it will have to because this coming weekend they face Selye. Now, Selye beat Copair 2-0 um, on Saturday and they 
bluntly beat them up. Um, there was no, it was two 0 going on three or four. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the criticism we had about Celier, um last season was that they didn't do things very effectively uh, or very efficiently. They created plenty and didn't uh, actually have enough end product. They killed Koperov early and didn't have to have the end product. Okay, they're going into a game against Olympia next week without uh, Ivan Bosic, who got sent off late. Um, but Bosic didn't start. Uh, so that's possibly not the issue that it would have been this time last year, even though I am one of Bosic's biggest fans. There's depth there. And the question will be, if Sely can go two up against, uh, say, if Domzal can go two nil up against Olympia, why can't Sely? And if Sely can go two nil up, do they have the resolve to hold on to that sort of lead? Um, we don't really know. Um, that is something that we've has really been questioned about Sely since since they won the title. Whether they actually have the the chin uh, to hold on to things when things aren't going their way, they haven't shown that a lot in the last eighteen months. This is certainly going to be a real blockbuster game this coming weekend uh, against Olympia. Um, I think it's Olympia's biggest test uh, now. So they have given their past few results. Um, you know, it's not just based on beating beating up Copé. You know, based on how they performed against Maribor as well, um, and how the. Maribor were just incapable of dealing with the physicality of Charlie Okumasi. Um, it They're a different test to other Piva League sides and it's one we get to see Olympia come up against. I think it'll be a real, a real blockbuster game, that one. Um, speaking of blockbuster games, we had uh, Maribor against Tavros' armour as well, which doesn't sound like a, a blockbuster game on paper, does it? But it turned out to be one in practice as Maribor... Um, well, as Maribor very nearly blew it, um, they went 2-0 down to uh, Tavros Sazana, and this was at Bluski Beard, and with both goals you can just say it was really down to just, just poor awareness um, at the back, particularly for Dennis Corral's opener, cross comes in, Corral just ghosts in at the back and hammers it home, you know, very good finish, but um, shouldn't be allowed the space to do that in the first place. Um, Rob Conaveta absolutely bailed them out um, with uh, pulling them back into it and then Yamripa uh, with the header late uh, the 92nd minute uh, equaliser there uh, obviously no time for them to get anything else there was time for um, Tarasa to have a goal disallowed um, for offside um, but yes not too impressive so far from Damir Kiersnaz Maribor as it is now. Um, we're two games in to it. Well, sorry, three games into it, um, if you in include the uh, Cluj game, but I'm not going to because I don't think it's fair. Um, they beat Mura uh, in uh, the first of those with a late goal from Rocco Baturina. Again, they weren't especially impressive in that game. Um, and obviously they really weren't impressive uh, against Tabor Susana. They have Bravo coming up. That will be an interesting one because Bravo is certainly more competent than Tavros Susana. <laughs> Let's just try and be nice there. Um, as for Tavros Susana, um, 
you know, it's it's good to see them actually score. Um, now, the final game, the first the first game that we're saying is the final game of the weekend was Gorici Mura nil nil, and there was absolutely nothing in it to recommend it to anyone. Um, it was not. It was a terrible ninety minutes. Mura had the better chances, specifically um, early on. Um, Tio Shipod in particular uh, missed a good chance, but yeah, Mura um, didn't look great, um, and Grichuk didn't look great, and that's about as much as you can really say at the moment. Um, Mura still look like a work in progress. Still look like they don't know what their best um, their, their best eleven is. Um, and still, I think I've mentioned it before, you know, you have Luka Popacanic starting on the bench, you have Michal Klepac starting on the bench, both of whom really should be in that first 11. Um, I think they just don't seem to have worked it out yet. Um, it was sort of 3 4 3 they set up as, um, with Daku in the middle, Shabanachai and Shrola uh, on either side of him. I think Klepac should be starting. Um, I think Klepac and Daku showed at the end of last season they have a good partnership and a good understanding. Klepac does the running, Daku does the finishing. You should be finding a place for Luka Popacanic somewhere. You know, if you look at the um, midfield that they put out, that that sort of centre was Matic Musko and Tio Shipot, which isn't a massively attacking one. Um, yeah. It, it, they, they still don't quite have the mix there, um, I don't feel. So, that leads us, we'll have a quick run through the table. We have Olympia runaway leaders, um, eight games, eight wins, perfect 24 points, and then it's nine points back to Cobert in second on 15, Selly in third on 13, then we have Mura and Redomley, two back on 10, Domsal on nine, Maribor, have eight points from eight games with minus five goal difference, um, which is the worst in the league, we should add. Um, Bravo just behind them on seven, with Tawasuzan on seven as well, and Garicha two further back on five points at the bottom. This weekend, we have Donzal hosting Radomie, uh, Cellier hosting Olympia, we certainly um, potentially the game of the weekend there. Mura hosting Copair. I think we will find a lot out about both sides there, um, whether Mura can find that right mix and how Copair are going to cope from an attacking perspective without Paris um, and whether they have lost that unpredictability that was their strong suit last season. Tara Susana hosts Gorica in um, what is inevitably a bottom of the table clash and Bravo host Maribor. Again, we'll find plenty out about Maribor there um, as to whether they have the have it in them to rise above the murk that they have become mired in uh, and we'll find plenty out about Bravo as well as to whether uh, the likes of Svetlin and Vlakis Basile can turn them into the effective attacking unit to match their very effective and consistently effective defensive unit they always have there um, and it should be noted in spite of being eighth, they, and in spite of having a negative goal difference, they do still have the second best defensive record in the league. Um, 
with uh, only seven conceded over their eight so far. Only Olympia have a better one, who've only conceded three. So yes, that is us for this time. If you've enjoyed this, please do leave a review on your podcast chosen podcast service. Uh, sharing is caring. If there's anyone you think will enjoy this, please do let them know. Um, and if you would like to speak with me on social media, that is on Twitter at HYFPRW. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy uh, your football. Enjoy the Champions League, uh, the Europa League and Conference League coming back without any Slovenian um, intervention this year, unfortunately. Um, And enjoy your football.